This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. everybody doing out there this is Gilmy again and if you checked the title of the episode you know this is a part two with the one and only curtis rich do i wanna i'm not gonna gonna go through the characters man i'm tired <laughs> hey you guys know he's a follow where is your mind podcast follow all of his socials because you never know what you're gonna get with that curtis unless it's in the description about a certain topic i like this episode how the fuck was yeti con buddy <laughs> what's up everyone i'm curtis rich you also know me mostly as ontario gubby but i got clay studios productions and i'm also now fuzz buttons and i was representing him at yeti con this weekend i was playing that character all goddamn weekend and yeti con was great um for a first time experience i had a really great time it was a little bit of a stressful start and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. So uh, you, you, you can look forward to the juicy, juicy tale that I have to tell you uh, about that. But YetiCon was great. I uh, met a lot of new people, um, got a lot of new creators, uh, may have gotten a sponsorship potentially. Wink, wink. So um, very cool. Yeah. So <laughs> I got a lot to talk about. So I don't know where you want me to start. But, uh, uh, let's start with uh, how was the drive up? So the drive up was actually beautiful. So it was only about an hour. And what? Four oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I live, I live in London. <laughs> yeah. So from Barry, it's only about an hour, and okay. I took most of the back ways. So I got to see a lot of like really beautiful sights and landscapes. Like I took a lot of pictures. Um, I'll probably release them for my patreons, <laughs> but uh, patreon.com slash Uh Yeah, but uh, no, um, it, it was a great drive up. Like it was just a lot of mountain sites and just a lot of like nature uh, to best describe it. Um, really, really cool. Like once you got to Collingwood and you could actually see uh, up the Blue Mountain, it was like, holy shit, this is actually a really, really high mountain. So, um, and then once you actually got up to it, it was just like, it felt like like a secluded village, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it was just like it was it was a complete like full package resort. Like I was not expecting it to now, be now like for the people who are not in our province who know what Blue Mountain is, what is Blue Mountain normally? So Blue Mountain uh is a resort outside of Collingwood, Ontario. Uh that's essentially a ski mountain resort. So like in the wintertime, you can go there and like you can take the ski lifts and there's a whole bunch of mountains that you can ski or snowboard down. Um, that's what it's mainly for, but it's also like a condo and a resort for everyone else during the summer, spring and fall, because uh, uh, there's just so much you can do on that resort. It's insane. Um, they have roller coasters, mountain climbing, uh, obstacle courses, rock climbing. Uh, yeah. You just saw Brian. In the <laughs> uh, luge jumping, like, um, pools like a whole bunch of different pools a whole bunch of different spas like there's there's so much there to unpack um you could you could you could fucking spend a month there and not be bored i I guarantee it oh (laughs) yeah and and i uh because of personal reasons i could not go which kind of sucked but next year 
next year for sure the yeti con is on the oiw podcast list because i did talk to them i explained my my reasons why and i will be welcome back next year because they really like the idea of what we were bringing to the to the to the table well i because I figured out why they were really inter- entertained by what we were bringing to the table is because they actually have a lot of wrestling fans over there at Yeti Con. And I actually found uh, and ran into Mike Forte while I was uh, there. He was dressed up as one of the young bucks. Um, there's a picture on my social media of uh, me and uh, Fuzz Buns t- taking a BTE trigger. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, I ran into Mike Forte. I ran into a bunch of wrestling fans. There was a lot of wrestling cosplayers. So I'd be mean, like, it was fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, there was like actually quite quite a bit of wrestling fans at YetiCon. That was quite a surprise. Very cool. And once again, I'm sorry, but you know exactly what happened. I don't like talking about personal shit on the pod. But how was the debut of Fuzz Buttons at YetiCon, sir? Big. Um, <laughs> the kids loved it. I, I was anytime I went to the village, which was basically like the uh, middle plaza of uh the resort where they have uh a whole bunch of shops and they also have the like the stage for like live performances and everything uh i couldn't walk like two minutes without being um without being haggled by like kids or just people just wanting pictures like it was it was really insane um a lot bigger than even like gumby i i would even say in some in some facets because they're just like the kids just just got a kick out of it. And uh, I had a lot of them what, walking around with the stickers. Some of them were putting it on their shirts and everything. It was really cute and uh, really, really just like warmed my heart. Um, no. Uh, and then I and I ran into a bunch of furries, too. So like we we all did a bunch of pictures and we all got like a crap load of ki- like that only brought more people over. So it's just like, yeah, it was it was a really good debut. I got I got. I got quite a bit of content coming out, at least for my TikTok uh, for that character. And um, yeah, and like I said, uh, and you're, you guys don't see it unless you're watching my version of the podcast on Patreon because the, for the video, but I'm actually wearing one of the shirts that I actually uh, got a relationship with um, at, at YetiCon and potentially a sponsorship because they want to work with me now. But I dropped about $155 on their booth and told them how much I love their shirts and wear their <laughs> shirts. every single time I do a TikTok or I do uh, content for Buzz Buns and they they absolutely got a kick out of it and they oh, yeah. work with us now. So um, I can actually say that on your podcast, like I, I officially represent um, good girl, uh, good girl goods and their shirts are fucking amazing and everyone should seriously go fucking get one um especially if you just like like really comfortable they will be in the show notes when you send me this stuff sir beautiful <laughs> i will make sure i put it in the the episode the and also uh, yeah the, the debut the debut was amazing and i couldn't have asked for a better debut for the character <laughs> awesome because fuzz a fuzz buttons is fun and be oh and also uh you're getting married in 19 days i just had to uh drop it drop it drop it that yeah <laughs> so there was kind of like um yeti con was almost like a pre-wedding vacation before my wedding oh, that yeah. makes sense too so i mean yeah too got, uh, but also I know what you've been doing behind the scenes not public you needed a fucking vacation man and i even told you 
don't text me for three days. <laughs> we're not, we're, yep, you actually listened and you took some, uh, some of my sage wisdom because I feel fucking older, older this, 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 this week. I really don't know why I'm feeling old, but I just am. Just uh, today, I'm sore from the fucking, uh, I'm raving till like three in the morning on the Saturday. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you went to a convention and then you need a recovery day after. Yo, that that rave had a bar in it. That was that was the sweetest thing about that. That was the first <laughs> convention I've ever seen that had a rave, like had a bar in the rave. So I was just drinking. I was just drinking rum on the rails all fucking night. Yeah, because it's. <laughs> It's a rave and you're drinking and dancing and having, having, have, having fun. What you'll say right here is thank you, Ashley, for buying me drinks at that rave all night. If you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, because, you know, you were probably saying, oh yeah, there's this great podcast. Kill me, kill me your talks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll send, I'll no. send everyone this. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you're probably doing this. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much all night. Oh yeah. No, it's uh you needed the weekend for fun. And let's get directly to that story, the juicy, juicy story. Okay. So I'm going to preference this first that I don't call out names specifically on podcasts. And I do that for a reason. And that's because uh, about six years ago, I almost got sued and I was lucky that I wasn't sued uh, because I didn't call this individual's name out. Everyone knows who I'm talking about with this individual. I am banned from all their stores and conventions. Everyone knows this. It's a public thing for years. Um, And I don't care because they're slimy. Um, So I don't care about calling people out, but I don't do, do names for that specific reason. So then they cannot uh, come after me after that because if they get offended well then they're just calling themselves out uh, because there's no names that are applied to this so this applies to two individuals who tried to ruin my weekend and ruin uh, my my fiance's weekend uh, simply because they don't understand uh, the concept of money don't understand the concept of time and effort and don't understand the concept of uh, mooching over and stepping over your boundaries um, so The individual that we're talking about was supposed to come up with you and you were unable to come up, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. because of what we discussed earlier. Uh, So they decided to bring uh, their mother with them instead. Uh, So the mother came in and didn't pay for her uh, spot into the hotel. And also they went to bed at nine and didn't let us do anything in the first night of my own hotel they only paid $80 for this hotel and they justified it by saying that by paying the $80 and putting $170 into the table they uh, justify to stay two nights without paying for two nights and not paying for two individual spots into the hotel which this hotel was $550 plus of the $500 deposit because I paid for that deposit in cash because I do everything in goddamn cash at conventions so yeah, which makes sense because then there's no interest, no credit card following, no additional payment. And when it's cash, it's done. And then you get the cash on the Sunday to spend for your last vendor. That's why I do it. That's why I've, how I've always done it. And that's why I will continue to do it because it just makes sense. Um, so 
these two de- decided to take the Saturday uh, to take the royal piss with uh, my hospitality and go get groceries and bring it back into the hotel and say they're staying another night without paying because they paid for a table. I was not okay with that. So I decided to take it upon myself to let one of these individuals know that um, I was not okay with that. And if they wanted to stay, they were going to pay me the full amount because I only charged partially for that. Because if I really wanted to actually charge for how much that that room stay was going to be, it would have been $140. So I told them they're going to pay me $240 because they've already paid for the first part of their hotel night, but they didn't pay for the first for the mother. So the mother has to pay for her two nights or they can get the fuck out of my hotel. And then I left the hotel and I went to the dealer's room and I told the other individual exactly what I said. Um, so after that, the one of the individuals decided to take it upon themselves to follow and stalk me throughout the entire village and basically stop any potential sales that I was making or any potential um, leads that I was making with not only kids, but adults and business people by simply saying that I, as long as my, as well as my fiance don't know the concept of money and they are staying at the hotel for free without paying. And I can eat shit and not do anything about that. I was about to throw out their stuff and wait into my hotel until they came back and tell them to fucking leave. So, which by the way, one of these individuals said, went, had the gall to go to my uh, receptionist, say that it was their hotel and that they wanted to pay for a parking spot. So, good thing I didn't put a credit card on there or I would have had a $50 fucking charge on my credit card. That's why I do things in cash. That's why I will always do things in cash. And that's why I will continue to do things in cash. So after I did, I, after I discovered all of this shit, I wanted to throw their stuff out. But um, my fiance is the voice of reason. He is the one that keeps me from not doing uh, things like that. So um, I waited and waited until basically they got all of their stuff out of my hotel and they fucking left because Right after they, the one individual was trying to harass me and I told her to get the fuck out of my face, she went to the hotel, went to the dealer's room and decided to cause shit in front of Brian and also make Brian not get any sales because anytime Brian had a customer, she would get bitchy. So they, I, I had enough and told them, told Brian to tell them that they are fucking leaving and they left at 6.30. But first, before they left, they dumped my $50 booze bottle down the drain because they were pissed. Uh, so they, drip, they poured my four-year distilled vodka, which I'm still angry about because I got that as a wedding gift, and as well as stole my fiance's Switch charger, which he was using not only for his phone, but his Nintendo Switch. We're very lucky that my Nintendo Switch died, so he still has a charger. Eat shit. Um, so at the end of all this, uh, we were left with no table, no, uh, no alcohol for the rave. So we were lucky that our friend Ashley bought us liquor and hooked us up with liquor. So thank you, Ashley. I really, really appreciate you for that night. Um, you saved that night. Um, 
And they also stole my fiance's $90 switch charger. So yes, the, any convention that is listening to this, because I know Gilmy Talks uh, gets a lot of viewers, do not work with these individuals. If you want to contact me and you want to know these said individuals, I will let you know personally who these said individuals are so they can never work with you again. They are a nightmare. They will skip out on you after they cause drama, after the first or second day, and they will turn off away customers because people were leaving the convention due to their shitty attitudes. That's my story. Fuck you, both of you. I do not ever want to see you in my face again. And if I ever see you in my face again, I will have nothing but bad things to say about you because you two are unprofessional. You two are very, very egotistical and you're very, very malicious. And no one should ever, ever, ever work with you. Which by the way, when you split a table, it means 50-50. It doesn't mean 75, 25, and you throw my shit all over fa- my fiance's part of the table. Yeah, it's a 50-50, it's a 50-50 split. I've seen people literally measure out tables, use a chalk line, and do it the right way. Because okay. I'm all for doing whatever, doing your thing, and having 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 fun at Aircon. But people are also there to make money, to make a living, which we're revamping, we're redoing the cons. We're there to promote, make sales, and make connections so we can actually work with other people and like-minded people, right? Yeah. And I'm all for being a little rough, rough around the edges to get your point across. But when you are dealing with other people's belongings, that's a criminal offense. And it's true. It is. And I'm, I'm sorry that this happened, happened here to you, but you know, I'm the positive, positive spin, spin guy. And I'm just happy that your debut went very well. See, and then after they left, it was like a cloud lifted off of our shoulders. Like, yes, it was stressful to figure out that my expensive vodka was gone and his switch charger was stolen. But I had my hotel back. I had my hotel back, which was the purpose. I don't who honestly for a second, like just think about this. Okay, someone buys a bachelor hotel for their fiance and their and and themselves and then let someone crash for a night because it's fine it's only one night they're on there and they actually don't care like if i was cuddling my fiance they they wouldn't care like they're they're that cool they were they were at least that cool with us um but then they uninvite like un unwilling like without even warning tell us that their mother's coming and they don't pay for it that's when it started the shit yeah and they actually sent a message to one of them sent a message to my fiance this morning uh which really got me set going which is what motivated me for that story because um 
they're still being very unprofessional and trying to say that uh, we were spinning things and we are assholes and we aren't doing things and their mother's right and everything. So I don't care. Um, I will never work with them again and I will make sure no convention ever works with them ever again. Um, because so, it's to me, the thing that bothers me the most is following you around and harassing you in front of children. And not only that, but asking for their money back while they're doing it. Yeah. And saying, I don't, I don't know the concept of money. And then having the gall, the goddamn gall to go to Brian and say that make and poke at his fucking borderline disability and saying that he has borderline and everything. You bitch. Like, honestly, leave Brian like that, the fuck alone. Like that is stepping over the line or after that, like seriously, out of everything that you could have done, everything, any little insult that you could have made, anything logical or anything, you're going to go after mental disabilities, mental fuck you. You are dirt. Yeah. One, leave him alone. Hey, Brian, fuck off. Yeah. And number two, don't poke at disabilities. Don't poke at mental awareness. Don't poke at anything that goes on in here because you don't know what's going on in here. You don't know what someone feels like because when that happened, it triggered everything in him. He was shaking, texting me. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you got to go back and make sure your, your, your SOs. Okay. Yeah. It's like, this is like, this is not what you do. And you did that in front of customers. You did that in an exhibitor room. Yeah. That's not okay. That's because not doing okay. it, like having, having, having a negative conversation or a conversation that needs to be had. The thing is just have it behind the scenes. Don't have it in front of people who you're trying to sell to because a, it's awkward for them. It's awkward for, for you. And whenever that happens, the sales lost. There's nothing you can actually bring back. We've because... lost, we lost a lot of customers because of that. Yeah. Like our sales were shit. And so were theirs because of their shitty attitudes. And that's why we'll never work with them again. And I, like I said, I will make sure no convention ever works with them again. Because no convention should have to deal with that. You know, because only, you not con- represent ourselves you represent what yourself you represent the con you represent everything that that convention represents and once you make a shitty attitude a shitty impression that comes down on everyone you ruin someone's convention experience and they leave and then everyone loses the sale it's not just you it's everyone everyone around us lost that sale because they wanted to get the fuck away from you too and now we got to bring it. Uh, we we got to bring it back up. But yeah, so well, that that's that's it. That that's yeah. the story. After that, uh, I have my hotel back, and it was like a lift. It was like a lift off my shoulders. Um, we felt great, right? Brian went right in right to the television. He was like, "Yeah, I can watch television again because like we have a couch <laughs> and everything." Um, I was making I was making drinks with what little vodka I had left, and I was just like. You know this what? It's this gonna, nice. Yep. So it's gonna be a good day now. So after that, we met up with Ashley, 
and, and her hotel, which she was right next to the next hotel after that. And she was apparently spying on me the whole convention from her balcony. But, <laughs> uh, she loved how I was interacting with the kids and she loved just my interaction in general. And she just got a huge kick out of it. So um, that was funny. Um, and then she just hooked us up with a bunch of booze. We went back to my hotel and we just drank for like an hour or two. And then we headed off to the rave. And the rave was 90s theme, which was dope because so it was like all fucking music that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, and like I said, they had a bar in the rave, which is that was a first I've ever seen for a convention. So if you had a wrist strap on you, if you got ID, you could go to the bar and buy booze at the bar. So that was fucking awesome. I that was, was that's, on the rails. Honestly, I, yeah, that is a great idea. Have right? a bar at a rave to actually to actually uh, make it something cool, right? Yeah, and it was fun. Like like yeah. it was well spaced out because it was a 19 plus only rave. Like you had to be 19 plus because there was a bar in there. You got the wrist strap, so to confirm that you were ID'd, and then you could go freely whenever you wanted. Come back and yeah. As long as you were in in the rave itself, you could drink wherever you wanted at the rave. You didn't have to stick by the bar. You could fucking go fuck off, dance with your drink. Like it was yep. it was dope. Um, and now, would you recommend OIW goes to YetiCon next year for sure? Yes, yes. There's so much not only that that we could do for wrestling and entertain on a panel and booth perspective, but also there's just so much that we could do as a fucking group in general as a vacation like there's roller coasters there's uh, oh, yeah. rock climbing there's luge there's a bunch of fucking swimming pools uh there's um you can actually climb all the way up the mountain in an obstacle course if you really want to it's fucking crazy um, and it's, i think it's a big step bridge it's a big step bridge that goes all the way up if you're ballsy enough to do it you can do it and it's and it works like an obstacle course so it's kind of like a workout at the yeah. Same time. See, the only real phobia I have is uh, birds, so I think I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be good. But uh, oh, I just have uh, Brian over here just confirming to me there was twelve wrestler com- uh, cosplayers in general. Um, so yes, we're we're definitely going to, whether it's a Japanese wrestling panel or a history of wrestling panel or OIW podcast panel. I have so many different ideas because with Tom. He's a literal encyclopedia of wrestling info. He can definitely, definitely help, help, help us out. And like I said, I ran even into Mike Forte and he was dressed and he was dressed as one of the young bucks the whole fucking week. Okay. That's honestly, that's just cool, man. Running into uh, Forte. Uh, I had to get a picture. I had to get a picture. Like you guys are dressed as young bucks. You have to BTU trigger me. First I said a super (laughs) kick, but then we were thinking it's like it's kind of hard to hold a fucking super kick into a pose. So it's like, so we'll do a BTU trigger, and it actually just turned out so fucking good. It turned out so good. It was a fantastic picture. But one thing, what is one thing you learned from YetiCon this year? And not 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 personal shit from actual actually being at the uh, at at the uh, con and being back in it after two years. Uh, I think the best takeaway I can get from it was just <sighs> the rush. 
the rush again of just entertaining um just seeing the joy on people's faces again um and like, i gotta ask where were the nerves uh were the nerves kicking in at all or no not at all just because uh like this is this is what i do this is uh what i love to do and this is what i've been waiting for for years um much like people uh, a lot of people in the wrestling industry when the when the pandemic started and they eventually got their wrestling back i never got my conventions back and yeah it was it was a little overwhelming to finally step back into just the thick of it again and see everyone's reactions it, like I've been doing streaming, basically entertaining, doing this cosplay ship and doing TikToks and just content, but not actually interacting until the last couple of months and finally getting into conventions again. And now it's back into full swing. And I've been reminded what I what why I fell in love with it the first time around and why I continue to do it. So if any takeaway I got from it was just reflection. It was just reflecting on why I started doing this in the first place. Once the negativity and once all that bullshit stopped, I was reminded exactly why I started doing Ontario Gumby 11 years ago, why I have started doing this own original character, why I continue to do this is just the value of just the entertainment and just giving someone a moment. Um, I forgot how that rush feels because it's been so long um and it feels great and i can't wait to not only go to anime north but like fuck i got i got two conventions next month so i'm back mm-hmm. into the thick of it again so uh we got anime and, north and there's got only Canberra. gonna be more and more coming this year uh for oiw i just want to start us out have a have a late schedule and then next year hit the whole fucking thing just to go ball, go balls, balls deep, and just hit every single con we possibly can because we have so many people and so many people willing to work with us, and so many people in the network and also the genres, the genres guys willing to uh, uh, help us out too. And because some of my American friends from the genres network, we've been talking back and forth about them doing the panels and representing both of us in, in the, uh, in the, in the States where I delegate and they go do their thing, do the panel. And that's going to be set up for next year. So the plan right now for next year is to have panels in Europe, Canada, and the U S now just let's just put this back about a little bit here. 18 months ago, what the fuck? <laughs> this was not my intention or plans. My goal was just to hit one, right? And now we're going to be hitting the panels, panel scenes all, all over the place. And we're going to have connections with all these guys. That's honestly, I think that's just kind of crazy. And how our motto, collaboration over competition, actually works. It just a of hard work. It's the yeah. testament of dedication and motivation. And it is motivational. Um, it helps me, it drives me every single day. And um originally I 
really didn't know 18 months ago where everything was going to go. I was still doing my Gumby thing, and now I barely even touch the Gumby thing um, anymore. I don't know whether I... I'll, I'll actually announce it here. I, I Basically, my plan for the Gumby thing going forward is to keep it on Twitch. And you'll see it around at Anime North, and you'll see it around at Fan Expo, because those are where Gumby is um, most represented. But it's it's now all fuzz buttons, and I've discovered the power of fuzz buttons and how much um, how much he makes me happy to play that character, um, and because I want to continue to push that forward. So now, is it because it's you? Because it's because it's, uh, it's, it's because it's me. Um, yeah, I, it's it's truly me playing. Uh, an alternative version of myself just toned the fuck up a lot more. And <laughs> I feel like I could do that more in that character than I ever did at Gumby. I'm not saying Gumby is dead. And I'm going to still do it on the streets because I love doing it. Uh, I still love, my heart is still in with Gumby. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm moving on from him, but um, I am saying he is taking more of a secondary backseat for this character going forward. So I don't know. I may actually end up uh, even going full tilt with that and making another redesign of my logo and just ripping Gumby right out of it. Um, because it, it's funny because uh, when I ran into Mike Forte, he didn't even know it was me. So yeah, <laughs> Ryan had to let him know. He's like, oh shit, that's Gumby. I'm like, yeah, I'm in my new gimmick. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, I think maybe going for it, uh, we may do that, but we have, we apparently have less than a minute on this. Oh, yeah. So we wrap this up. <laughs> yep. So if you want to, my socials are Gilmy Talks on everything except Twitter. It's at Gilmy. And I do TikTok now with bullshit positivity. So, and if you want to check out Fuzz Buttons, go check the socials. Fuzz Cabot, Fuzz Cabot, Fuzz. everything. And then yep. on TikTok, it's Fuzz Buttons. Perfect. All right, man. We will be talking very, very soon. Very, very soon. Thank you so much, man.